Section 17 of A Sentimental Journey Through France and Italy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Giessen. A Sentimental Journey Through France and Italy by Lawrence Stern. Section 17. The Passport, Versailles. I found no difficulty in getting admittance to Monsieur le Comte de B. The set of Shakespeare's was laid upon the table, and he was tumbling them over. I walked up close to the table, and giving first such a look at the books to make him conceive I knew what they were, I told him I had come without any one to present me knowing i should meet with a friend in his apartment who i trusted would do it for me it is my countryman the great shakespeare said i pointing to his works eh ayez la bonté mon cher ami apostrophizing his spirit added i de me faire cet honneur là the count smiled at the singularity of the introduction and seeing i looked a little pale and sickly insisted upon my taking an armchair so i sat down and to save him conjectures upon a visit so out of all rule i told him simply of the incident in the bookseller's shop and how that had impelled me rather to go to him with the story of a little embarrassment i was under than to any other man in france and what is your embarrassment let me hear it said the count so i told him the story just as i have told it the reader and the master of my hotel said i as i concluded it will needs have it monsieur le comte that i shall be sent to the bastille but i have no apprehensions continued i for in falling into the hands of the most polished people in the world and being conscious i was a true man and not come to spy the nakedness of the land i scarce thought i lay at their mercy it does not suit the gallantry of the french monsieur le comte said i to show it against invalids an animated blush came into the comte de b's cheeks as i spoke this ne craignez rien don't fear said he indeed i don't replied i again besides continued i a little sportingly i have come laughing all the way from london to paris and do not think monsieur le duc de choiseur is such an enemy to mirth as to send me back crying for my pains my application to you monsieur le comte de b making him a low bow is to desire he will not the count heard me with a great good nature or i had not said half as much and once or twice said c'est bien dit so i rested my cause there and determined to say no more about it the count led the discourse we talked of indifferent things of books 
books and politics and men and then of women god bless them all said i after much discourse about them there is not a man upon earth who loves them so much as i do after all the foibles i have seen and all the satires i have read against them still i love them being firmly persuaded that a man who has not a sort of affection for the whole sex is incapable of ever loving a single one as he ought eh bien monsieur l'anglais said the count gaily you are not come to spy the nakedness of the land i believe you ni encore i dare say that of our women but permit me to conjecture if par hasard they fell into your way that the prospect would not affect you i have something within me which cannot bear the shock of the least indecent insinuation in the sportability of chit-chat i have often endeavoured to conquer it and with infinite pain have hazarded a thousand things to a dozen of the sex together the least of which i could not venture to a single one to gain heaven excuse me monsieur le comte said i as for the nakedness of your land if i saw it i should cast my eyes over it with tears in them and for that of your women blushing at the idea he had excited in me i am so evangelical in this and have such a fellow-feeling for whatever is weak about them that i would cover it with a garment if i knew how to throw it on but i could wish continued i to spy the nakedness of their hearts and through the different disguises of customs climates and religion find out what is good in them to fashion my own by and therefore am i come it is for this reason monsieur le comte continued i that i have not seen the palais royal nor the luxembourg nor the façade of the louvre nor have attempted to swell the catalogues we have of pictures statues and churches i conceive every fair being as a temple and would rather enter in and see the original drawings and loose sketches hung up in it than the transfiguration of raphael itself the thirst of this continued i as impatient as that which inflames the breast of the connoisseur has led me from my own home into france and from france will lead me through italy tis a quiet journey of the heart in pursuit of nature and those affections which arise out of her which makes us love each other and the world better than we do the count said a great many civil things to me upon the occasion and added very politely how much he stood obliged to shakespeare for making me known to him but a propos said he shakespeare is full of great things he forgot a small punctilio of announcing your name 
it puts you under a necessity of doing it yourself the passport versailles there is not a more perplexing affair in life to me than to set about telling any one who i am for there is scarce anybody i cannot give a better account of than myself and i have often wished i could do it in a single word and have an end of it it was the only time and occasion in my life i could accomplish this to any purpose for shakespeare lying upon the table and recollecting i was in his books i took up hamlet and turning immediately to the grave-diggers scene in the fifth act i laid my finger upon yorick and advancing the book to the count with my finger all the way over the name me voici said i now whether the idea of poor yorick's skull was put out of the count's mind by the reality of my own or by what magic he could drop a period of seven or eight hundred years makes nothing in this account tis certain the french conceive better than they combine i wonder at nothing in this world and the less at this inasmuch as one of the first of our own church for whose candour and paternal sentiments i have the highest veneration fell into the same mistake in the very same case he could not bear he said to look into the sermons wrote by the king of denmark's jester good my lord said i but there are two yorick's the yorick your lordship thinks of has been dead and buried eight hundred years ago he flourished in horwendillus's court the other yorick is myself who have flourished my lord in no court he shook his head good god said i you might as well confound alexander the great with alexander the coppersmith my lord twas all one he replied if alexander king of macedon could have translated your lordship said i i'm sure your lordship would not have said so the poor comte de bay fell but into the same error eh monsieur est-il yorique cried the count je le suis said i vous moi moi qui ai l'honneur de vous parler monsieur le comte mon dieu said he embracing me vous êtes yorick the count instantly put the shakespeare into his pocket and left me alone in his room the passport versailles i could not conceive why the comte de bay had gone so abruptly out of the room any more than i could conceive why he had put the shakespeare into his pocket mysteries which must explain themselves are not worth the loss of time which a conjecture about them takes up twas better to read shakespeare 
so taking up much ado about nothing i transported myself instantly from the chair i sat in to messina in sicily and got so busy with don pedro and benedick and beatrice that i thought not of versailles the count or the passport sweet pliability of man's spirit that can at once surrender itself to illusions which cheat expectation and sorrow of their weary moments long long since had ye numbered out my days had i not tread so great a part of them upon this enchanted ground when my way is too rough for my feet or too steep for my strength i get off it to some smooth velvet path which fancy has scattered over with rosebuds of delights and having taken a few turns in it come back strengthened and refreshed when evils press sore upon me and there is no retreat from them in this world then i take a new course i leave it and as i have a clearer idea of the elysian fields than i have of heaven i force myself like aeneas into them i see him meet the pensive shade of his forsaken dido and wish to recognize it i see the injured spirit wave her head and turn off silent from the author of her miseries and dishonours i lose the feelings for myself in hers and in those affections which were wont to make me mourn for her when i was at school surely this is not walking in a vain shadow nor does man disquiet himself in vain by it he oftener does so in trusting the issue of his commotions to reason only i can safely say for myself i was never able to conquer any one single bad sensation in my heart so decisively as beating up as fast as i could for some kindly and gentle sensation to fight it upon its own ground when i had got to the end of the third act the comte de b entered with my passport in his hand monsieur le duc de c said the count is as good a prophet i dare say as he is a statesman un homme qui rit said the duke ne sera jamais dangereux had it been for any one but the king's jester added the count i could not have got it these two hours pardonnez-moi monsieur le comte said i i am not the king's jester but you are yorick yes et vous plaisantez i answered indeed i did jest but was not paid for it twas entirely at my own expense we have no jester at court monsieur le comte said i the last we had was in the licentious reign of charles the second 
since which time our manners have been so gradually refining that our court at present is so full of patriots who wish for nothing but the honours and wealth of their country and our ladies are all so chaste so spotless so good so devout there is nothing for a jester to make a jest of voila un persiflage cried the count the passport versailles as the passport was directed to all lieutenant-governors governors and commandants of cities generals of armies justiciaries and all officers of justice to let mr yorick the king's jester and his baggage travel quietly along i own the triumph of obtaining the passport was not a little tarnished by the figure i cut in it but there is nothing unmixed in this world and some of the gravest of our divines have carried it so far as to affirm that enjoyment itself was attended even with a sigh and that the greatest they knew of terminated in a general way in little better than a convulsion i remember the grave and learned bevoriscius in his commentary upon the generations from adam very naturally breaks off in the middle of a note to give an account to the world of a couple of sparrows on the out edge of his window which had incommoded him all the time he wrote and at last had entirely taken him off from his genealogy tis strange writes bevoriscius but the facts are certain for i have had the curiosity to mark them down one by one with my pen but the cock-sparrow during the little time that i could have finished the other half of this note has actually interrupted me with the reiteration of his caresses three-and-twenty times and a half how merciful adds bevoriscius is heaven to his creatures ill-fated yorick that the gravest of thy brethren should be able to write that to the world which stains thy face with crimson to copy even in thy study but this is nothing to my travels so i twice twice beg pardon for it end of section 17 recording by martin geeson in hazelmere surrey